Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Roma, Zell. This is Sunday, April the 3rd, 2022, fifth Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Vicar Holly Naus. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to Terry Smothers and family for sponsoring this broadcast in memory of Dean Smothers. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. So have this mind among yourselves, which you would have in Christ, who took the form of humankind to pay the final price. Like us in Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you all with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. 
Our gathering this song this morning is In the Cross of Christ I Glory. Page 324, one verse. First verse. Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together the prayer of the day listed on the top of your bulletin insert. Creator God, you prepare a new way in the wilderness, and your grace waters our desert. Open our hearts to be transformed by the new thing you are doing that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. The word of the Lord. Please read Psalm 126 responsively. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then were we like those who dream. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad indeed. Those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. The second reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 4b through 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, 
These I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. According to John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and then the money given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept to the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So I don't know what you all do, to prepare for Sunday morning. Maybe you walk right in and say, ah, whatever the text is, that's going to be great. I'll listen then. Maybe you look ahead, whatever. I'll tell you what happens in my life on Sunday after worship because that's what I know. I start thinking about the text for next week. So I've been thinking about this text all week long. The song Joy and Pain keeps coming into my head. I feel like that's a little bit of what we're talking about here. But I didn't really get a feeling, and I know it's not for me. It's for you. All the words that come out of my mouth are put there by the Holy Spirit for you, not for me. I get that. 
But I do like to have a little bit of an idea of what the concept is that's going on, right? I just want to tell you all that I thought I knew what was happening. I thought I knew what this message was about. I still think I do a little bit, but I didn't catch it until yesterday. So being at a funeral is so something I can't even explain. And the honor I had yesterday to sit and be with you all and be with George and Bonnie's family was just oh, over the top amazing. But my view of things, because God likes to do that, you know. God likes to say, here it is, Holly. There, there, take it. I gave it to you. Not when you were expecting it, but here it is, right? So I was sitting over there, and George was sitting right here. And my heart hurt for them. It felt odd not to be in a funeral where Bonnie was either working or chatting or doing something, right? That felt odd. And so as I looked at the family over here, and I know you guys know the smile I'm talking about, right? George had that smile on his face where I'm over here thinking, oh, this is horrible, this is so sad, and George is smiling. He's smiling. And I noticed something else beautiful, and I see it over here today too. George was smiling at his, I believe, great-grandson, right? So it was Donna's grand child and George was smiling and I got it I got what God was trying to tell me joy and pain pain and joy it's not an an and an or thing it's an and or thing right we're Lutherans we get it that's exactly what Martin Luther tells us it's an and or it's not an and or all right sorry so what a day of mixed emotions it was yesterday, but also a day of conflicted feelings. And I get that today too, right? Sadness and celebration, darkness and light, the warmth of spring on Friday and snow on Saturday. The death of Christ and the birth of new hope, joy and pain. And we celebrate and we rejoice with Hayden and Hayden's family today at the same time we're grieving for Bonnie, for Derek, for Floyd, all at the same time. It feels weird. All of those feelings mixed up together and I know I'm not the only one feeling that. But before we dig into today's gospel, I think it's important to look back at what happened right before in the text. So Jesus was out preaching and teaching and doing what it was that Jesus did when he received the word that Lazarus was ill. But he continued to do what he needed to do. And eventually word came back to Jesus that his beloved friend Lazarus had died. So when I receive news like this, and I think you, many of you do the same things, we hop in the car, right? We stop at the grocery store, we pick up some toilet paper and some ham and some buns and some coffee, and we take it to the people who have just lost someone in their life, right? We've all been on the receiving end of that. We've all been on the giving end of that. But here's what Jesus did, because he loved Lazarus as much as we all love Bonnie. 
Jesus took his sweet time getting to Lazarus. When he got there, he wasn't met with the typical hugging and comforting and loving words and stories. Because Lazarus' sister, that's hard to say, Lazarus's sister, Mary, she was angry. Like, why didn't you come earlier? What were you doing that was so important that you couldn't come and sit with my brother Lazarus, the one that you said that you loved? Why couldn't you do that? The loved ones were gathered around Mary already, and they were telling stories. They were probably eating, and they were weeping. And then Jesus wept too. Eventually, Jesus went to that tomb where Lazarus was at, and he called for Lazarus, and Lazarus came out alive. Okay, so here we are. We know what was happening, right? So the gospel text today from John finds Jesus at a meal, much like the meals that we hold here at Wayne Zion when someone has died, right? We gather around together. We celebrate but what was different about that time is there were dancers. There were people talking. There, were, there was excitement. All of these things were happening. And Mary came to Jesus right in the middle of this joyful celebration where they're grieving. You get where I'm going here, right? She came over to Jesus. She poured some really expensive perfume on his feet and then she wiped his feet with her hair and guess what happened well let me tell you this first when that happens it's a symbolic act of preparing someone for death right so what happened moments after she did this the music stopped everyone stopped talking children stood frozen looking like, what in the heck is happening here? This is not right. And people's feelings were hurt because Mary was saying this. Jesus is going to die. And they didn't want to hear that. Another feeling I think many of us can relate to. So when all of this happened, Jesus looked up and smiled so here we are, right? We're grieving. And in that grieving, we're celebrating. And in that celebration, something weird and not so great happens. And then Jesus celebrates Mary. He lifted her up and he thanked her for her generosity and her love. Talk about joy and pain. Lazarus is dead, then he's alive, then we celebrate, then Mary signals that Jesus is going to die. What a roller coaster of emotions. And then to top that off, some of those in attendance were not thinking how happy or sad this was. They're thinking, what an idiot. What an idiot. She could have taken that money and she could have used it for the poor and that would have been the right Thing to do but it's not what she did and Jesus just simply replies with a smile and what he says is very important the poor 
you always have with you. And that's not an excuse for not helping the poor, not at all. But that's not what Jesus meant when Jesus said that. Jesus meant that Mary understood the immediate, present, and near future better than anyone else in that room. She bought that perfume for a very specific reason, to anoint his body when he died. And she knew more than anyone else that Jesus was going to die soon. By anointing him, it showed Jesus that she knew his coming here to raise her brother was something that was a little bit scary for Jesus. Not that he didn't love Lazarus, he did, but guess what it did? By him coming back to Bethany, it basically sealed his fate. All of the people, all of the Roman, the important people that are, you know, wanting him dead, now had Jesus right in their grasp. I can't imagine all of the feelings of joy and pain that Jesus had. And when Jesus reminds them all of that stuff about being poor, I don't even know if they're hearing him. He was reminding them and us of our ongoing call and duty to serve the needs of Jesus even when Jesus is not here. What he said was serve everyone. And we are personally and directly serving Christ when we do serve others. Rather than being the end of our duty to the poor, this moment with Mary at Jesus' feet was really the beginning of a higher call and a wider duty for them and for us. So a few years, a few years ago, I was presiding at a woman's funeral when her grandson, after everything was done, came up to me with a tear in his eye. I could tell he was kind of trying to stop maybe a full-blown cry. And he said, we found out this morning that my wife is pregnant. And of course, I, oh, this is wonderful news. But he said, I can't feel joy about this. Because the pain keeps pushing that joy down. And it hurts. And I have a feeling that I'm always going to feel that way when I think about the day that we found out that my wife was pregnant with our first child. I'm always going to remember it as the day that we buried grandma. How am I going to deal with that? I don't know. Right? I don't know. And none of us have a good answer for that. But I did remind him that it doesn't have to be an or. He didn't have to feel joy or pain. It was okay to feel both joy and pain. I got married without my mom. She died before that. I had my children without my mom. She died before that. I think about that a lot. All of the things that I've done in my life without my mom and it hurts. And then I remember all of the things I've done without my mom and it feels good because I know that I learned so many things from her. 
And who I am is who I am mostly because of her joy and pain. We've all felt pain. We will all feel pain again. Many of us feel pain today. But we will also feel joy again. I'm going to feel joy in a few moments, and I think you guys will as well. We have a baptism here today. Is there anything more joyous in your faith community, your faith family, than a baptism? And in however many years, you're going to see Hayden graduate high school. He's going to be confirmed. He's going to be graduating. And you know what you're going to say when you open up the paper? Oh, he's one of ours. That's mine. And that's true. And we're going to remember, oh, that's right. The day before that, we buried Bonnie. Joy and pain. Martin Luther calls this a sacred exchange, a divine trade. Because on the cross, Jesus took our sins and gave us his holiness. On that cross, Jesus died our death and gave us his life. On that cross, Jesus accepted our fate, mine and yours, and gave us his future. Holy cow. He did that for sweet Hayden. He did that for Bonnie. He did that for Floyd. He did that for Derek. He did that for our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents. All of the things, right? And in response to that loving act, we are called to weep for our sins and for Jesus' death. And then we're called to pour out our lives in the service of Christ for God's mission in the world to care for everyone and everything that God created. Amen. Our hymn of the day Jesus, keep me near the cross. As we sing that song this morning, remember, the cross was specifically for you. Page 335, one. Are we doing one verse? All right, one. I am so excited right now. 
two sacraments, two sacraments. That's what we have here at the Lutheran Church, baptism and communion. And here we are, and I get to, hi, I thought you were sleeping. You hear my voice? Yeah. Yeah? You see that? That's even better. All right. Okay. God, who is rich in mercy and love, gives us a new birth into a living hope through the sacrament of baptism. By water and the word, God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Jesus Christ. And we are united with all the baptized in the one body of Christ, anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit and joined in God's mission for the life of the world. Called, why don't you guys step up this way just a little bit? All of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry if we're not. Do you guys want to come sit up here and see? Do you want to see what's happening? <laughs> Any kids that want to come forward? Yeah? You, look at all your cousins and friends coming forward. You can stand right up here if you'd like. You guys deserve, it was you here not that long ago. Right? Okay. All right. Well, anybody else that wants to come up at any time, as long as you're shorter than me, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Katie, are you ready? All right. Called by the Holy Spirit, trusting in the grace and love of God, do you, Katie, desire to have your son, Hayden Zeke Helgens, baptized into Christ? If so, please respond, I do. I do. As you bring Hayden to receive the gift of baptism, you are entrusted with these responsibilities. To live with him among God's faithful people, bring him to the word of God and the Holy Supper, teach him the Lord's Prayer, the Creed and the Ten Commandments, place in his hands the Holy Scriptures, and nurture him in faith and prayer so that Hayden may learn to trust God Proclaim Christ through word and deed. Care for others and the world God made. And work for justice and peace. Do you promise to help Hayden grow in the Christian faith and life? If so, please respond, I do. I do. Cindy and Taylor, you're up. <laughs> do you promise to nurture Hayden in the Christian faith as you are empowered by God's spirit and to help him live in the covenant of baptism and in communion with the church. If so, please respond, we do. We do. People of God, do you promise to support Hayden and pray for him in his new life in Christ? If so, please respond, we do. We do. I ask you all now to profess your faith in Christ Jesus. Reject sin and confess the faith of the church. I did not tell everyone the page number. What page are we on? 229. I would have guessed 227. All right. If you'd like to follow along, we're on page 229. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you all. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world, calling forth life in which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood, you delivered Noah and his family, and through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery into freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed by the Holy Spirit. By the baptism of Jesus' death and resurrection, you set us free from the power of sin and death and raise us up to new life in you. Pour out your Holy Spirit, the power of your living word, that those who were washed in the waters of baptism may be given new life. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Do you guys know what's going on here? You do? What's going to happen? Right. We're going to put water on Hayden's head. Are you ready for that? Can you guys see? Look at you caring for your little sister. Do you remember when she was baptized? Yeah? All right. My turn, can I hold yeah. Can I hold you? Do you think you'll be okay with that? Mm -hmm. Hi. What's happened? What is this? <laughs> Five? No? <laughs> Nothing. Why doesn't everyone look at me like that? All right, here we are. Hayden Zeke Helgens. See this? Yeah? I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lily, will you go get the, the, um, nope, the other thing to wipe this poor guy's head that I forgot to ask you for before. <laughs> See? That's fun. Can we wipe your head with this? Yeah? All right. You should stay there and entertain him. All right. Yeah, okay. Hayden? You belong to Christ, in whom you've been baptized. Hallelujah. Let us pray, friends. We give you thanks, O oh God, that through, the wa through water and the Holy Spirit, you give your daughters and sons new birth. Cleanse them from sin and raise them to eternal life. Sustain Hayden with the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? In your presence today, now and forever. Amen. <laughs> All right. Lily, will you light a candle for us? This, look at this candle's getting lit just for you. Look at 
that? What's she doing? Hi. Your grandma put this microphone on me, so we gotta make it stay. Why don't you hand that to Taylor? And will you grab those certificates? And you can hand them all to Cindy, I think. She'll hold them for everybody right now. All right. So on the anniversary or the birthday, this new thing that Jesus did, right? Light that candle and remember this special day. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. So friends... Let us welcome Hayden Zeke Helgens. We welcome you into the body of Christ and into the mission that we share. Join us in giving thanks and praise to God and bearing God's creative and redeeming word to all the world. Can you start clapping for us? Yay! Can you clap? Yeah? Look at all these people. They're going to pray for you. Yeah. Oh, she will too. All is well. All right. You've got everything? Do you think we did okay? All right. You think we did okay? We're good? You are a beloved child of God. Thanks be to God. You can have a seat. I'll take this. Will you put the lid back on for me, Paige? Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, for the world, and all who are in need. Do a new thing in our world. Make a way for peace and collaboration among all nations. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. do a new thing for those who suffer. Reveal a path for any who are unemployed or underemployed, for those experiencing homelessness, and for all who struggle with money, comfort those who grieve and restore those who are sick, especially Carol Helgens, Kalinda Stadmuller, Judy Fries, Jim Benter, Karen Stolte, Marty Scharf, can you hear me better now? Sorry. Gwen Edwards, Chase Sternhagen, Jim Corporich, Avion Drake. And we rejoice this day, not only for Hayden, but we really do rejoice for Hayden. We also rejoice this day for Clark and Brittany Tallinn and their family as they welcomed a new son. We also lift up this day Ben Harms, David Frankfurt, Trevor Owen, and Dustin Starn as they proudly serve our country. And Lord, we all lift up Pastor Wade at his time as he grieves with his family. Merciful God. Do a new thing within us. Direct us into encounters that broaden our understanding of the human experience. Amplify voices that are ignored and those that are devalued. De deliver us especially from the scrounge of racism. Merciful God. Do a new thing in our death. Fill us with the knowledge of Christ and the power of his resurrection as we give thanks for Bonnie Tobiason, Derek Leadham, Floyd Reddy, and Danielle Drake, and all the saints who have attained the prize of their heavenly call. Merciful God. Accept the prayers that we bring to you, O God, on behalf of a world in need. 
for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. We will accept this more, receive this morning's offering. Maybe, Taylor, would your boys be interested? Or did we have somebody planned to already to grab the offering and bring that forward? Oh, I'm sorry. We've got someone in the back. provider. You have not fed us with bread alone, but with the words of grace and of life. Bless us and these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. In the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, he broke it, and he gave it to all the disciples to eat, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and passed it around to all to drink, saying, Drink this. This is my blood shed for you and for the forgiveness of all your sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. And after they ate, they prayed together that prayer that Jesus had been teaching them about his Father. Please stand if you're able. Let us pray that prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Friends, come to the banquet. For Let us pray. Compassionate God, you have fed us with the bread of heaven. Sustain us in our Lenten pilgrimage. May our fasting be hunger for justice, our alms a making of peace, and our prayer the song of grateful hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. I can barely see the clock from here, but I think I got a few minutes, right? Uh, 9.52. All right. Do we have any announcements or anything this morning that anyone would like to share? Yes. Oh, my. Can we sing happy birthday? Woo. All right.
thank you for being such a good Christian example for the rest of us. 99. Wow. And still wants to come here to Wayne Zion. That's impressive. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yes. Oh, am I looking at you and don't see you? Hello and welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah, I wish we had time. We could just sit and share some good thoughts about Marla, but we're sure happy to have you here with us this morning. And I think, I could be wrong, but I'm heading back out to where you all came from, right? Castle Grove? That's where I'm going. <laughs> That's where I get to go next. Yay. Anything else? Thank you all who helped yesterday and on Friday, two funerals this week. The flowers here are from Bonnie's funeral yesterday. Anything else I'm forgetting? Anything you want to lift up for the week? No. Okay. I couldn't tell by her face. I was trying to read it. She can't think. I think all of us are having that problem right now. We can't think. All right. Well, with that, friends, take this blessing with you. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you all now and forever. Amen. I am going to sneak out right now while you guys are singing. So when you're done singing, go in peace because Christ is walking with you. Our sending song is Beneath the Cross of Jesus, um, page 338. Copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.